And now, uh, before we jump back in, just one more word on uh, symbols. Uh, last week, if you were here, raise your hand if you were here last week. I drew on the board a couple different things. One, uh, I drew uh, a picture of a road with two different lanes on it talking about baptism and how within our church we have some who would baptize uh, babies and say we baptize this baby as a way of us as a community co uh, commit, uh, commending ourselves and committing ourselves to raising this child in the gospel. Uh, this is Silas. And, uh, and he just gave me the dead stare. Okay. And so Silas here. Uh, so we have some people who would want to baptize their kids as infants and then want them to grow up to profess the faith in Christ as we raise them. Others who would say we want to do a dedication, a ch parent dedication early, and then, have, uh, and then have the child baptized later after they profess faith. Well, Silas right here, his parents are of the former view, Ricky and Lindsay. And they, uh, they want to see their children, Silas and his brother, uh, baptized. And so in a few weeks, we are going to baptize this little guy. Now, uh, Silas is unbelievably cute. I would say the cutest kid in our church, but that would make a lot of other people upset. So I'm not saying that. You're just insinuating that. But one thing that you need to know, despite how cute Silas is, here's... so. I said this last week, I did this teaching, and I didn't really get any big pushback or anybody upset or any emails and stuff like that. Neither did Charlie or Sarah. And so what I want to do is just make this really clear. <laughs> Silas, we're planning to baptize him. And Silas has not, if you look at him, as cute as he is, he's not confessing his faith in Christ. Does that make sense? Like he hasn't come to this age where he's saying, I want to follow Jesus. But what this is, we're saying he's a part of our family, a part of our church family. And Ricky and Lindsay here, and then our church family want to come around him and raise him in this. And so what I want to just be, we were talking at our staff meeting this week, we're like, uh, we didn't get any pushback this week and thought there might be more kind of, not maybe not pushback, just like questions and follow-up. And so we're just saying, maybe we should just be really clear. I was like, maybe I'll just grab Silas and like hold him up. And uh, so that's what I just did. So what I'd love to do is really want to open up, have an invitation that in a few weeks we want to baptize Silas and we want to dedicate some other kids whose parents might uh, be of the different persuasion that we want to dedicate and then baptize later. And we want to be a church that holds all, both these views together. That's who, that's who we are as Missio. And so want to just invite further conversation about that over the next couple of weeks. If that's like, that's different than what I've grown up with, than what I've always thought, I'm like struggling with that. We want to walk with you through that and be able to have some of these conversations. So want to let you know that. So as we think about these symbols of baptism and then communion, and we've been spending this whole month thinking of baptism and what it means and what it symbolizes as a sign, a symbol, and a sacrament, we want to make a slight adjustment to how we practice communion each week. And we don't just make this uh, arbitrarily, but actually I think it creates such a significant meaning and ritual and purpose to how we do communion each week and how we think about uh, the sacraments in our midst and the rituals that we want to be as God's people. Like Chris said, in a couple weeks, we're going to be both baptizing and dedicating some different kids in our congregation as their parents, uh, alongside us as a church, say that we're going to help them follow Jesus. But then also maybe a couple months from now, we might be baptizing some who have professed faith in Christ or we might just acknowledge and celebrate some that who have said, I am going to follow Jesus. 
in our midst. So how does communion fit into all that? If you've been with us the last couple of weeks, you've noticed that everyone is always welcome to the table, including the littlest in our midst. Uh, even little Silas would be welcome to come receive from God both his body and his blood in Jesus. So here's the, here's the little shift we're going to make in the ritual, the practice of communion, that I think will create extra significance for us as we try to raise little people in the gospel. If you're a parent and you bring your kids up to the front, we would encourage you to bring them with you through the communion line. They are always welcomed here at Jesus' table. The last couple of weeks, we've had the kids reach out their hands themselves and receive communion from whoever is serving it as a sign of, hey, that they're going to receive and the parents have given the okay that they want them to receive. Here's what we're going to do now. We're going to ask you, yes, bring your kids up to the front. Yes, they're welcome to partake in communion, but... We want the parents to mediate the elements of communion, the body, the bread, and the juice. So not the kids reaching out their hands, but the parents receiving the elements from here at the table and then extending those elements as they go back to their seat to their kids saying, this is Jesus' body, this is Jesus' blood, take and eat. Because what we're saying is with communion is that as parents, as a church, we've been entrusted as a mediator, not a salvific mediator that brings our kids into salvation, but as a mediator to show our kids who Jesus is and what he offers to us. And so each week as the kids come up, as, as the parents mediate for them the elements, they'll be remembered in that story. Oh, this is what Jesus' body and blood is about. Now, here's where it gets really cool. In the years to come, if that little kid every week has been taking the elements mediated from his parents, that Sunday they're either baptized or they have profession of faith, we will then celebrate as a congregation that that person, that little kid, now comes and extends his own hand to receive the promises of God from the table. That now that little kid can come and receive himself because he's taken hold of the promises that have been offered to him. And so parents, if, you're, if your kids have been baptized and have profession of faith, they're welcome to receive communion when they come up this, this, after, or this morning. But if they haven't, would you mediate for them the elements when, they come, when you come back to the table so that one day in the future, if they take hold of God's promises, if they take hold of the forgiveness offered to them at the cross and in the resurrection, we might celebrate as a congregation that first Sunday them receiving themselves from the communion table as a powerful picture that yes, you've been always part of the family, but now you take your rightful place and, and you reach out your hand yourself, saying this isn't just the faith of my parents, but it's my own as well. And so would you come to the table and receive here in just a moment? On your handout, we have the passage from 1 Corinthians we're gonna read, and I'm gonna invite you to the table with Scott. On your handout here, it says, let me read these words to you, you can stand. says this, on the night that he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink this, all of you, for this is the blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. And would you repeat with me the great mystery of our faith with these three phrases. Let's say them together. Christ has died. 
Christ is risen and Christ will come again. The gifts of God for the people of God. Come to the table and receive from the King.